call. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to WBRF's um, a wake up call. We've got a lot of great things we want to share with you guys today. And as you know, everybody, we're in the we're in the middle of uh, of starting now a, a whole new month. Most of you know that uh, we did carry the month over uh, of November through last week, and then um, you know now we're we're kind of head first into the month of December and excited about all the things going on. Excited about some new new things that are going to be happening. Uh, we're going to be talking about into 2022. Um, also, just for everyone to know, an announcement it was asked as we got on the phone. We have our brand new balance that's going to be in the warehouse this week. Uh, unfortunately, we've had a little bit of a delay from some of the supply chain issues that are going on in, um, in the country right now. Um, but nevertheless, we do have a brand new supply. We're excited about that. And also, the COA on that supply uh, will be coming. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and get the product in the warehouse and release. We're not going to wait on that, but we will be providing the COA uh, from our labs, uh, you know, here here pretty quick. But with that said, guys, you know we we've got some things that uh, have have transpired, and we you know n you know know now from conversations we had over the weekend that it looks imminent uh, that we are going to be uh, you know now opening Panama uh, and the the people that are going to be doing that. I mean, we, we it's not completed, it's not done yet. We anticipate it uh, moving forward though here in the next day or two. <clears throat> but with that said, I, I think that that's going to present a great opportunity, and we're going to make that announcement formally uh, at the meeting here uh, in Houston tomorrow night uh, at, at Perry's because we've got, as you guys know, uh, Dr. Jasani, Dr. Patel. Um, and if you haven't gone to Eventbrite and you have not you know, gotten your tickets, please do so. We want to make sure we do a good job of bringing on um, you know, the, the, the right amount of food and, and all that's required to make sure that the group is, is happy. And, that, you know, we want to we do a good job of managing the room, all the things that everybody is aware of that has been coming and attending. And if I were to guess, I mean, just knowing, you know, the, the way that, you know, we've had success, it's always been on the basis of those people that, you know, have been successful at inviting new guests, you know, to come to that meeting. And, and I, I want to just, you know, you know, place a little bit of emphasis on what on the messaging this morning, that that's really the skill I think that is probably, I mean, when you look at the skills required to make a business work, in this particular business, of course, you, you really have to, you know, zero in on that inviting skill, right? And, and obviously, we all know that once you identify prospects, which is, the, which is a skill in itself, the first skill, identifying prospects, the next skill is really learning how to properly invite them, you know, find out more about the product and the opportunity, and, and you know, this is a, it's a critical step. It, it's what we call the gateway skill of network marketing. Now, I can tell you that, you know, if you're not successful at getting people to take a look, then you can kind of guess how things are going to go. So you've got to be able to hone in on the skill. Most people think that you start off with just kind of, hey, I've got, you know, maybe, some people have a great reputation. Maybe they have a lot of influence, and that, and that is extremely valuable. But, but the reality is it's, it's a lot more than that. And, you know, when I first got involved uh, in the industry, as I was building my business, I, I was basically, you know, just um, trying to make up the numbers that I lacked in skill because I didn't have or didn't know about the skills needed. And, you know, everybody that I was talking to, I kind of just looked at it as, uh, as pitching them. 
you know, if you will. And yeah, obviously I had some people that did join, but it, it wasn't like I was ever getting any real traction with them because everything I was doing was, was kind of likening that of, of, a, of a hunter, you know, or someone that was had a goal of going out and making sure that I had specific amount of people that were joining the business. And it didn't really, it, it, it didn't help me. It, it didn't get me where I needed to go. What I really had to, to do was hone in on the skill of developing some relationships and, and letting people know that, you know, my attitude, you know, was to educate them, to give them information um, as compared to going out and just trying to get them involved in the business. You know, that, that was a big, a big shift for me and a huge switch in my strategy because I, I started to look at things a bit differently. And I really started putting myself, I think, in the shoes of my prospects. And I, I started to kind of understand that, you know, in order for me to be successful, that I was going to have to become, you know, a, a lot more attractive with, with respect to what I was offering. So the first thing that I did was I started to you know, learn to invite people to an event, one-on-one uh, -on -one or two-on-one. -on -one. I was just focused in at that stage when I made the shift to getting people on three-way calls, on conference calls, giving them uh, added information from someone additional to myself, regardless of how good I thought I could deliver the information. It was more important for me to get some third-party verification and get some, you know, get some of the belief with respect to the product and the business model, uh, I, had to, I had to transfer some of that belief with not just myself, but you know, utilizing and leveraging other people. Now, <clears throat> that was a big deal because I, I had to kind of shift my understanding. I thought that when I got involved in the business, I had to know as much as I possibly could about everything and then be the person that told the, um, the prospect everything they needed to know to have them make a decision to get involved. And I, so I saw myself a bit differently than I, I probably should have. I, I, I saw myself as the end-all and be-all rather than, you know, kind of taking it upon myself to be more or less a, a tour guide, if you will, and, and start educating people and sharing enough information so that they, they could determine for themselves if this is something that they thought, you know, would, would be a, a good fit for them. And I would just tell people, you know, once I started kind of getting the picture, look, I've got something that I believe is, is significant and, and will be significant for me and for my family. And it may or may not be for you, but I, I will tell you it really does merit um, some evaluation. And I treated it more or less like a hot stock tip or something that I had learned about that I, that I believed was at a place today that was going to be in a very different place tomorrow because that's factually how I felt. I felt like I was for the first time building and developing a business that was not dependent upon what I did every day. And at that time in my life, everything I was generating in terms of revenue was based upon what I was doing from 5.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. And it, it, it just, you know, I, it wasn't generating enough revenue to substantiate the effort in my own mind. And I felt like there's got to be a way to work smarter, not harder. Uh, and then that's where um, I started kind of seeing, I started seeing things a bit differently. And as I saw them differently for myself, I thought, listen, if it's good enough for me, I mean, I'm, I'm a hardworking guy. This is me in my own mind. I'm a hardworking guy. 
I've, I've gone out and I've started something that is paying me a revenue, not as much as I'd like to. I don't see the outside world that much. And so because I was so focused in on the business I had, I wasn't even open to other things. And then I started to kind of sit back and do some personal inventory, and I started to recognize that it, it, it certainly merited at least an evaluation. So when I got outside of my little box and I started looking around a little bit, I started recognizing that there were other things out there. And I think that most of us know people today um, in different walks of life that are very busy, successful people, and maybe we're a bit more hesitant because we don't think that what we have to offer is a value-added proposition for them. And, and uh, that's, no, that's just not the case. One of the, one of the gentlemen um, that recently got involved over here, um, uh, Mr. Nick, uh, Nicholas Evenhoff, you know, I had a great conversation with Nicholas, and uh, you know, he was just telling me, look, Barry, I, 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 I've developed relationships with people for many years. And I, and I know that the people that I know certainly are struggling with anxiety, uh, they're struggling with, you know, various types of aches and pains, and, you know, they're, they're struggling with, with their, you know, their ability to be able to get a great night's sleep, just the three big categories of things that fit for our product. And so when he used the product and started seeing the results himself, he started recognizing that there was probably an even, not, well beyond himself, but a fit for these products with other people, not just the people who he knew, but also recognizing the uh, opportunity to generate income on, on their spheres of influence. Because when we sat down and we talked about it, and this is a, this is a very successful uh, corporate attorney. He does big transactional deals, um, and, but it's all based upon what he does every day. He's, you know, he's, he's a hardworking guy, right? And he's, you know, he sat down and told me, he said, look, son, I make, you know, my, my fee as an attorney is about $500 an hour but it's all based upon what I can do, not based upon, you know, what, what I have in, in terms of leveraging um, a network or being able to generate revenue through a network. And so there were some of us that maybe wouldn't have talked to uh, Nicholas about this opportunity because our minds, the way we see the world, the prism with which we see the world through, maybe didn't recognize him as a valuable potential asset to the company, but more importantly, the company as a valuable asset to him. And, you know, fortunately, you know, for, for the company and, and, for, and for Gail, um, she did recognize, and, you know, I think that Gail just has this unique attitude of inviting everybody. And, you know, and I will tell you, I don't even know. I haven't checked Eventbrite. I don't, I don't know the, the numbers yet. I will find them out today. But I will guarantee you, I mean, it would be the first time if she didn't, but I will guarantee you that Gail Kenny will have people at this event. And the reason she'll have people at this event is that she successfully invites people. And, you know, so, so you can look at the dynamic of what I'm sharing with you <clears throat> in terms of what's required to successfully invite people, but also she's a great resource. I think Olga is a great resource. She has gone out and successfully, and I would not, I would be surprised if Olga doesn't successfully have people at the event. Now, if there's a skill that we need to harness and focus in on, this is an important skill, right? I mean, so whatever, now, does that mean that every time that Gail or Olga um, have invited people that they've come? I would tell you no. 
I would tell you that they've probably invited a lot more people that haven't come than have come. But obviously they've invited, they, they've given enough invitations to the extent that they've had people at every event that we've had. Joseph Trahan, I would, you know, look, Joseph is a, you know, he's a skilled business guy, right? I mean, he, he's gone out, he's been on the board of lots of companies. He's been involved with running lots of businesses. And, you know, we, all you have to do is go to uh, Joseph's BizPack meetings to recognize he understands the skill of inviting because that's a, that in itself is a, uh, is a business model. That, I mean, when I say business model, it, it, it's, a, it's an entity that's designed to serve business people uh, by, by understanding the, uh, the, the people that we have in Austin, the state representatives, our congressmen, uh, congresswomen, the people that are involved in helping designate and design you know, laws and, and being able to affiliate with business people to, better, to best understand how to serve them. That's a great organization. But ultimately, there have to be people that are coming to events, right? And so, so that skill used correctly can really build a huge business because you're duplicating that skill with other people. So the, the three things I always pay attention to from a duplication perspective <clears throat> is, is making sure that whoever I'm speaking to I'm not trying to get them to understand the mechanics of the business. I'm not trying to help them understand everything there is to know about the product. I may share with them some results I've had with the product. I do that all the time, right? I may, I may explain to them how excited I am about the people who I'm working with. I do that all the time. I may share enough information to let them know that I think that I'm onto something that, that's significant now but will be very big in the future but, but what I don't do is I don't try to communicate enough information to help people understand everything there is to know. And I've watched some of you that have paid, you, you, you really are zeroing in on the art of inviting because every time you invite people, you just make basically give them an understanding enough, at least to the extent that we're doing a better job. I think we're getting a better understanding of the business model uh, a little bit about the product. So when they come to an event like we have at Perry's, and we've been talking about this all month, let's make sure that they have enough information so that the event at Perry's is not the first blush experience that they've had with respect to wellness biosciences. In other words, they don't come into that by, by design. If we're doing a good job, they come into that, into that environment at least knowing uh, that we've got a, a great product that's meeting the needs of, of a lot of people out there through medical professionals and others. And we have a really uh, unique business uh, attached to that, that that they can learn more about and, and understand a little bit more about, about the details. Now, if all we're doing is just trying to invite them to come eat our groceries and drink our wine and, uh, and uh, you know, and, and, and just, you know, hear from a couple of doctors, then, then we're probably not you know, really accumulating enough information for them pr preliminarily to come to that meeting so the meeting can have more traction. I, the people, you know, I was having a, a very good conversation not too long ago. I was talking with Heather. I said, Heather, if you look at the uh, series of events that occurred that, that uh, really had you from a prospect to getting involved in the business, that probably is going to be similar to what we want to do with people within your sphere of influence. So as we look back and we tracked it, 
we could clearly see <clears throat> that Heather uh, had come to the boardroom. You know, she had sat down. She got kind of a lay of the land. We didn't, I don't think the first time, we didn't go through any details with respect to the presentation. We may have. I can't remember exactly. We do this with a lot of people, right? But there was a meeting there <clears throat> where she had enough information where she could, at, at, at minimum, determine this may be something of interest to her. And then, of course, we, we you know, made sure that she was sampled product, right? Now, Olga was the one who sponsored Heather, and Olga was just in, you know, probably going through many of the, um, you know, the same experiences she had as she was inviting other people. And, and Heather just happened to be a good candidate, one of the right people. So she looked at it. She didn't get involved immediately. She took a little bit more time. And, and when she did make a decision to get involved, it was not long after she came to a Perry's event. In other words, the Perry's event, as an example, the, the business overview with the, with the medical doctors and, and, and all of us together was more social proof and the means with which we were, you know, developing the strategies that we were utilizing to develop the business were, seemed like a good fit to her and her husband, and they made a decision to get involved almost within a day or two after they actually came to that Perry's event. Okay? It was, I don't think it was the first event. I think it was the second event that she came to. And I think it was social proof. She started looking around. She started seeing that there were people that were having success with the product, having some success with the business opportunity, and, and so that same chronological set of events that occurred for her would be, in my mind, similar to what I would want to do with other people. And if, and let's just, you know, look at it from this perspective. Many of you are in the business today because you went through a similar set of events. I think the first time I met uh, Mitchell Holzer, we, you know, we spent some time together and getting to know each other, and, and he, you know, I know, I know the process is a little longer when you have an early company. Once the company starts having more social proof of people generating income, <clears throat> just, I can just tell you an example would be Gail. Gail, I don't know what the total amount of money that she's going to earn is going to be uh, this month, but it's in excess of $14,000. That's not a bad payday. And, and, and when you look at that, you say, well, what is it that allowed that to happen? Well, I think it happened because of an accumulation of information over time. Gail's been around, around the company now for you know, a year and a half, two years, but was Gail earning $14,000 in a month when she first got involved with the company? No. She, she has gotten more confident. She's gotten, um, you know, it's been time over action. She, she's developed a certain level of, of trust. She knows that as we continue to grow the company, that she has, a, you know, a track record to be able to look back on. And she has other people that she sees now as business opportunities that, that she otherwise maybe would not have gone to. Medical doctors, other people like Nick Avenhoff and other folks that are, that are, you know, successful people. And she's starting to see the opportunity expand and grow. And so this is, this is a normal, um, you know, these are normal conclusions that people come to, but it's important for all of us to sit back and go, okay, some of the same things that got me excited to get involved in the business are probably similar to the things I need to be doing as I share this with other people. It's not always exact, don't get me wrong, but it certainly does lend itself to help people understand and know. 
And, and there are many of you, I, I'll just take um, a, a Tien, uh, who's on the phone right now. And I, look, Tien, he went out and he, uh, you know, he started really uh, talking to a lot of people. We had a gentleman that we did a Zoom call with who actually has played, I believe, some NBA basketball, another good candidate. Maybe somebody else would never have shared the opportunity with that candidate. But he made the decision to get involved. He got involved as a manager, which is fantastic. And now, I, you know, perhaps we don't know yet, but before the end of the month, he may decide to advance his rank so that he can take advantage of the costs that are associated with, get, with advancing it now versus that after, after January 1st. So those are yet other opportunities, right? And so as it, but you have to realize that these are people that are out there making phone calls, sharing their excitement about the opportunity, giving people an opportunity to use product. And, and then, you know, you don't have to feel like you have to convince people to do the business. It may not even be the right fit for them, and you can tell them that. So I do three things. I, I'm, I'm always in a hurry. I don't want to try to oversell the business. I just want to make sure my focus is and it, it's zeroed in on one thing, having them uh, basically go from that phone call to another exposure. I refer to it as BAMFAM, book a meeting from a meeting, always going from one meeting to another meeting. That's always the objective. Now, the, the, the highest level objective that I can have is making sure that they at least come to a three-way call, a conference call, perhaps in a, a scheduled Zoom meeting, one, ones that we have typically on Tuesday nights, right? Uh, either ask the doctor or business briefing, Right, so that's, that's just the normal course of action or having them perhaps come to a business briefing done here in the boardroom. And these meetings are not always now done by me. As you can see, we've got Mitchell Holzer who has stepped up and says, hey, you know, I think I can, you know, pretty much put myself into the, uh, into the, um, the selection of people that can present, and he does it very successfully. I thought that, uh, you know, listen, Joseph is no amateur, I mean, Joseph, you know, grabbed the bull by the horns and did a presentation for us, uh, you know, here recently. Probably did it as good or not better than myself because it's, it's with his personality. It's with, it's with the, uh, the difference is that we all can't be like one another, but the information is exactly the same. And so when you start looking at, you know, being part of that presentation, it doesn't mean you have to be. It just means that it does accelerate the opportunity because people that are jumping on these calls see, if it's a prospect of yours, they see you taking a leadership role. They recognize, and what do you think people are looking for? They're looking for leadership. They're looking for people that are basically the ones designating the information because they want to know, I mean, it's a natural course of action. They want to feel comfortable enough to know that when they have somebody, when, when they get involved with somebody, that they have a, a mentor or a person at minimum who can present that opportunity to people who they would have within their sphere of influence. So they don't have to necessarily go out and start looking for just what the company can do for them, which is great. We, I mean, we have our weekly, our, our weekly and our monthly calendars such that people can come and participate in that. But now what we've got going on, obviously, is we've got people uh, that are in a leadership role within the company that are starting to take on, um, you know, take on the, uh, the self-reliance of doing the meetings themselves. And as they start doing these meetings themselves, I know that Gail uh, w went recently to a pain management doctor with one of her 
um, you know, with one of the people in her business, the frontline person, Melissa Riley. <clears throat> now, I learned by speaking to the pain management doctor myself that Gail and Melissa had gone there, and, and I learned this because I got on a three-way call with him and, and did a fantastic job of conveying enough information to do the, the next step, which was have him get on a call with myself. Again, I cast more vision, shared more of the opportunity. He you know, understood the, the uh, mechanics of our business model. He's a very successful pain management guy, pain management doc, and, and board certified, and, and, and was excited because his wife was an esthetician who had also been involved in the network marketing business model, had had some success, and as we started talking, he said, listen, you know, I, I kind of get it, uh, probably somewhere around 60 units, which is about what the director level is today, is probably a good start. So right away, he's already talking about where he's going to start. And we're going to meet, I think, in, in the next day or two. I think, I, no, I think we have a scheduled meeting here at the office on Wednesday. And we, he happens to be about, you know, I don't know, I said about 10 minutes away from the office here. So, so I'm just sharing the information with you so you can kind of see. He may be there tomorrow night. But, but, uh, but the, the, the thing I want to emphasize is that Gail, together with her, uh, you know, with Melissa, her frontline gal, went and met with a, a very successful pain management doc. The doc was elated to get on the phone with me. Does this happen every time? No. It doesn't happen every time. I'm just sharing with you the success that does the, what, the, the elements of what's involved to have success. So it does always begin with our skill of learning how to invite people to, a, to something where we can <clears throat> collectively share more information. And that's all we're really looking to accomplish. Now, does that mean necessarily that, um, that we're going to, you know, have this, that this guy is going to get involved and go out and build a huge organization? We don't know that yet. The first step is making sure that we are successful at inviting him to observe and look at the business, and then we can start integrating some of our other skills. Maybe we're really good, <coughs> excuse me, maybe we're really good at crafting some marketing materials so that people can visually see more components of the business. And I think that's a phenomenal attribute and a great skill, and particularly if you're a professional Sales, you know, you've been involved in professional sales. I think it's all great. But the first step we have to make sure we can do is establish a little bit of a relationship, share enough information so that they're even willing to look at that information. And I believe that information is phenomenal, but I, I believe third party is best. You know, what I do all the time is I just simply send people uh, recorded Zoom calls of Dr. Nick Jasani or Dr. Uh, Nimish Patel. I just say, listen, I, I could probably get into some of the details about the product, but I don't even think I, it, it, you're, you're not going to want to hear that from me. What, you know, maybe you'd be interested in hearing that from a board-certified oncologist. Would that be of interest to you? And, and all, people look at me and well, yeah, I guess that would make sense. Well, here, let me just, let me just um, copy and paste, and I'll send you the link. It just take about you know, 10 or 15 minutes and just listen to some of the information that, that they're offering. And, you know, that's probably a good introductory to help you understand and know what we're doing to educate people and give them more information. So I leverage the heck out of those recorded calls. I leverage the heck out of, um, you know, and th these are with prospects that you guys, you know, bring to me. You hear me do this. I really, you know, I, I try to craft emails 
and, and hopefully this becomes duplicated, that you, you, know, you can use to highlight the recorded uh, links and also the eBooks that we have. The eBooks are the, uh, you know, the, the physician's guide to CBD or, or, or the introductory guide to CBD. You know, whatever is the most appropriate for who we're speaking with, these are, you know, these are great pieces of information if they're used. But if they're not used, it doesn't make any difference. And one of the things we're going to be doing uh, as a result of uh, going into Panama, assuming that we're a go, and I, I believe we are, uh, we're going to be translating uh, some of our marketing materials into Spanish. And, of course, that doesn't have to be limited to the uh, use that we're going to have with, with respect to you know, launching an international market. There's a lot of people here that are Spanish-speaking in Houston, Texas, throughout Texas, all over the United States, right? So, so you know, we can start now crafting uh, marketing materials in other languages. It's not hard to do to get translation so that we can start talking to people maybe that, um, you know, are in the uh, Asian community, people that are in the Hispanic community. Latin America is a phenomenal opportunity. I mean, that, that's what we're really doing, you know, with Joseph and, and, and his prospect. Uh, Michael Lord is, is introducing this not to just Panama. Panama is just the tip of the spear, but literally expanding it all throughout Latin America. And, and I have a little bit of experience in that because of our previous campaign, we were able to um, get things moving through Mexico and into Central America, <clears throat> down into South America, had phenomenal success uh, because of, because of the, you know, the way that we orchestrated the opportunity. Everybody you know, earned a lot of money and we got our product expanded throughout that country. So whenever you're spearheading the growth of a new market, I don't care if it's a city in another state uh, here in the United States or if it's a brand new market or brand new country, the opportunity becomes explosive because of the nuances and, and the novelty that's associated with medical-grade products coming from the United States. And it's seen differently. So I share some of this information with you guys because I know without a doubt uh, that the skill set that, that, that we have within this organization is immense. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I mean, you come into this far more skilled than I did when I got involved. The difference, that I, the difference when people say, Barry, why, what is the thing that you believe contributed to the most of your success? And it was, frankly, just the level of desire that I had to get out of the situation I was in and to create a new situation for myself moving forward. And I didn't quite have, no one had given me direction or given me the tool that I needed to make those changes until I got involved in this business. Now, obviously, since being involved in, in, in this industry, it's really what I've been doing for the last 30 years. So I genuinely believe in the industry, but I don't walk around waving a network marketing flag saying, hey, get involved in the business with me. No, what we do is we share information, we share product, we get into a business overview, and our business overviews, we don't tout the network marketing. We certainly answer questions directly and honestly at all times, right? If someone were to say, is this network marketing? I'd say, listen, the, you'll observe our compensation plan is really something that probably fits within the network marketing model, but what you won't observe is the, some of the conduct and some of the manner that, that other companies use. Um, you know, that's not really what we do. And I use my own expressions, and all of you can use your own expressions to, to you know, help people better understand what we do or we don't do. But what we don't do is we don't try to, uh, you know, use a tremendous amount of emotion 
you know, by, by hyping something or by talking about or making claims, we just educate and inform and, and let people understand who we are. And by determining who we are, they can, they can, they're smart. They can figure out who we're not. So we're a company out there, guys, that really is, <clears throat> is, is really providing a unique opportunity for people from all different walks of life. And you can see the evidence in the organization. If I were to go down the list of the people that we have, their backgrounds, it would be, I would promise you, you know, maybe you have or maybe you haven't seen other network marketing companies or you haven't been to their meetings or you haven't seen the type of people that they're building uh, and developing their, their organizations with, but they're very different than what we have here. And it's, it's, it is by design. So we're not trying to get people to, you know, to get involved in the business um, just because they can, you know, sign an application and start. We want to give them information. We want to help them understand. And in the process of doing it, they ask themselves one simple question. Here's what you can always know in your mind if, if, if this is an opportunity that might be a good fit for people that are coming. When people come on Tuesday night, the one question I always ask is I say, listen, based on the information that you sat here and listened to tonight, this is after the meeting, maybe we're having some one-on-one -on -one time, do you believe that if you, if you had some of the people within your sphere of influence, people that you know, maybe business-minded, maybe the, they're the type of people that if you were going to build a new company, they would be on the board of your new company, okay? <clears throat> would these people, do you believe that the information that was conveyed tonight would resonate with, with them? <clears throat> do, they, do they perceive or do they believe that the opportunity to expand and grow uh, in, the, in the CBD, uh, hemp, or cannabis space, or, or do you believe that, that the opportunity to become an entrepreneur in this space would be a good fit for them? Is that something that you, that you would see as something for you? Well, if, that is the, if that's the case, if they believe that their sphere of influence would, be, would well receive the information, then it's probably something that they would take a further look at. But if they don't essentially believe enough in themselves or they don't believe that their sphere of influence would be attracted to what we're offering in the manner with which we're offering it, it's probably not the best fit. So and I understand that. I really do. We've, we've had some people that show up to an event, maybe at Perry's, maybe they, they just got off of work. Um, they didn't have a chance to go home and, and change clothes. And they're, you know, we've had people come in in shorts and flip-flops. Now, I've never, ever uh, asked someone not to come in but I know they don't feel comfortable because maybe someone didn't tell them enough about the business, even though we, you know, we, by design, we do it at Perry's for a reason so that people can understand that there's more going on than just coming to a hotel room. Now there's nothing wrong with hotel rooms. There's nothing wrong with our living rooms. It's all about making sure that we get enough information so that when we use the Perry's event, that's more of a crescendo. Now, by all means, I want, to, I want to emphasize this. In the event that you haven't had an opportunity yet <clears throat> to invite some of the people on, you, in, on your contact list, or maybe they're not even on your contact list, maybe they're on, they're on your, your chicken list. You know, we always, we always had fun of talking about people's chicken list, right? The, the, the list of people who they knew that were influential, but they were just kind of chicken asking to come to a business briefing, right? There may be some people, and, and by all means, don't, I'm not suggesting that you don't reach out to them today or tomorrow and say, hey, got something you need to take a look at. I'm just saying that you'll notice the people that are going to be bringing the majority of the people tomorrow 
will all have had an opportunity <clears throat> to have spoken to those people previous. I don't know. Tian is an example. He's new. He's brought. He's created a lot of activity. It would not surprise me for him to have three or four or five people there tomorrow, just based upon his work ethic. Wouldn't surprise me if Mitchell had three or four because of the activity that I've seen them develop in the last 30 days. Okay. It, now they may not. I'm not trying to put them on the spot, but it wouldn't surprise me. I. It wouldn't surprise me at all if. Uh, if Gail, obviously, and Olga, the people that have been successful in inviting people, but if you haven't had success bringing enough new people, if you've brought one or two, that's kind of hard to gauge as to whether or not, um, you know, the, the information being conveyed or the manner with which it's being conveyed is, is it, you haven't had enough people look at the business to be able to really determine that. So the ratio that will appear in most cases is when you've had somewhere between five to 10 people look at the business, <clears throat> then you can kind of determine, you know, okay, what is it that I believe I should be doing more of or less of to have more people look at the business. And now here's the key is duplication, just duplicating within the people that you're working with successfully, what you need to do to help them continue to build a business. We all can get better. There's not one of us on this call, including myself, they can't get better <clears throat> at the skills involved in helping build this business. But the skill that I would pay a lot of attention to, there's a book uh, written called uh, GoPro by Eric Worre. I would recommend that you get this book and look at all of the skills that are, that are involved in, in building and developing this business. If you do that, it, it'll, it'll give you a sense of, okay, this is a business like any other business. It's not perfect, but if you're going to do something, then I recommend that you do it professionally, right? So, so GoPro is an interesting uh, book. It's written by a guy that, that, that developed an organization that basically caters to the entire industry. <clears throat> and in doing so, uh, you know, he emphasizes the steps to becoming a network marketing professional. Now, that may not necessarily be what you – currently see yourself as. It certainly wasn't what I saw myself as until I came to the unbelievable recognition that literally, you know, once this idea burst on my consciousness, it changed my life forever, that everything, everything in terms of business and sales is network marketing. Everything. It's just that I didn't understand that I was kind of pigeonholing this one group of people that I perceived to be going door to door and rubbing each other's shoulders and doing the wave, I had a misunderstanding. And then I recognized, wait a minute, every group of people has a culture and every organization is different than the other. It's just a, a function of how this is done for different groups of people. And once I grabbed a hold of that, that idea never left me. And we were able to go out and take that concept and build a successful very successful distributorship, build a successful company. And now if you look at the group of people that are building the foundation of, the, of just the, um, the, the network development side of our organization, our executive board, and then people that, that are resonating from within that group, it, it's a strong group. Now, the only thing that prohibits the business model from working is that people choose not to work it or they get distracted or there's any number of things that can come, come into play. And I think my personal belief is that the, the biggest cause 
of, of the challenge that we have within our, within our industry and within, you know, within any company is that the opportunity usually doesn't cost enough. You know, if, if people could get involved in a business and fog a mirror and sign an app and choose whatever product they want, then, then that's really a different structure and demeanor and mindset than maybe somebody that would go out and capitalize a large business. But if you look at our executive board and you look at the people that are building a business, they've, they've genuinely usually put a little more skin in the game because they have a, they, they place enough value on, on the business to be able to generate more revenue. And sure enough, they attract the same, they attract in their own likeness. That doesn't have to start like that. I'm not saying it does. Listen, you can start with somebody that just be, begins to build their business as a manager, advances all the way to PPC. I've seen it happen over and over and over. But you know what? The work is exactly the same. So if someone starts their business off at PPC, the work required to make their business is no different than someone who starts as a manager. That's why it really is an equal playing field. Now, obviously, PPC, you can generate a lot more income while you're building it, which is great, but the work is still the same, right? So a manager may not generate as much income because they're starting at a lower profit margin in terms of their immediate income and, and the residual income, but the, the work required to go out and, and, and identify prospects, invite prospects, introduce them to the business opportunity, work with them to understand best how to make that opportunity work not just for them but for other people, that's, that's exactly the same. It doesn't change. So I just want to encourage you guys. You know, we've got so many great things um, to look at and to focus in on. And, I, and I, want to, I would just want to tell you that as we build and we complete 2021, uh, we move into 2022. We're going to do it with some momentum, and we're going to do it with some strength. We're going to have some people, guys, that we're going to be able to go to work with <clears throat> in 2022 in a very productive fashion. We're in a whole different situation today than we were last year. But next year, guys, we're going to be in a very different situation, and you're going to be the cause of it. We're going to, we're going to build it directly with, with some of you that really want to go to work. And the, excite, the exciting thing is, is that you're involved at a time where you're not obviously, and I tell this to people too, listen, we don't have 5,000 people in our company, okay? We don't, we're not at, we're not, we don't have 10,000, 20,000. We're not, we're not at a place where we have several hundred people coming to our business briefings. We're before that. But if you believe that we have the, the nucleus and the foundation to build that, then you're at the right place at the right time because you're the one that we're going to be building it with. So with that said, guys, I appreciate you very much. I know that we, you, know, you guys are busy. You've got a lot of things going on in life, and you're, you're dedicating some time here on Monday mornings, and that's very meaningful. And I just hope that some of the information that we're, you know, that we're conveying and sharing with you, it, it resonates, and it's helpful. And I, and I want you to take this information and, and do your litmus test, guys. Check out some of the stuff I'm sharing with you, and there's a whole world of people out there that you can look to that have also had good success in the, in the network marketing uh, business development. And we don't, we're, we're not suggesting that this is perfect. We're just, I just believe it's better. It's just a better way of, of building and developing business because you're able to do so much for so many people. You're given a platform to really help people make adequate and lifestyle changes they would otherwise never be able to make. And you're doing it in a very uh, ethical way. So, Anyway, guys, I appreciate you very much. Thank you for taking the time to be on the call. We have a good group of people on the call this morning. Appreciate you guys very much, and we look forward to uh, all this to come. We'll see you, um, we'll see you tomorrow, t tomorrow night, 
At Perry's, if you're within the um, Houston area, <clears throat> we will not be having our business briefing called tomorrow, um, you know, at, at, at 6 o'clock because we're going to be uh, obviously conducting the meeting itself. But uh, for those of you that have people, Dr. Dasani, Dr. Patel, we're all going to be there. Executive board, we're excited about having you guys. So thank you so much. Uh, please get your tickets uh, taken care of online so we can do a good job of making sure that the room is prepared. So thanks, guys. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.